Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, people. Welcome to the No Bullshit Guide to Life with me, Bangs in a Bun in London. And me, Lamara, in New York. Hello. Hey. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm grand, man. Oh, grand, lovely. Not, yeah, no, actually, I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. Good week. It, <sighs> testing week. Okay. Um, but you know, like King Kendrick, that great West Coast philosopher and poet, said. Uh, we gonna be all right. Just want to point so... out, less than thirty <laughs> seconds in, we had a rap lyric. Just <laughs> gonna keep tabs on Look that today. Man. Yeah, like I'm down for rap poetry and philosopher lyrics for life, people. But yeah, like King Kendrick said, we gonna be all right, and I'm just holding that as the mantra going through. So we'll be we'll be all right, Banks. Good. We'll be right. What up? Not a whole bunch, you know. I'm just kind of drinking, smoking, straight West Coasting. That's <laughs> actual lies. I don't drink or smoke, and I only West Coast. I only West Coast on special occasions. But um, rap lyrics yeah, will do that to you, though. You'd be like singing along, like actually, this is not my own it's personal. Not actually, my life. Philosophy. Yeah. But, but it's okay for this purpose. Yeah. In time. Yeah. 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 It's all right, man. Yeah, life's good. Life's good. It's uh, it's my birthday coming up this week. Oh, is it? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sliding that in just there. Just sliding in that, just in case anybody wants to send me gifts. Um, right. Just open um, to that. So, what kind of gifts are we looking um, for? I mean, I'm really looking for three main things. Cold, hard cash, luxury <laughs> holidays, or Idris Elba. Just if it's simple. not one of those three oh, things. Oh, I'm just oh, keeping it simple. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, listen, I feel like people reach certain points in their lives. You know, people get married. You've got your wedding registry. People have babies. You have your baby showers. I'm saving you money because I'm not doing either of those things. So on a birthday, I don't feel I'm out of line for asking for Idris Elba. Just somebody line that shit up. Surely we've got a six degrees of separation thing going on in London where a friend of a friend of a friend will probably know this guy. Their brethren who knows him from way back when, because he used to go to the local corner shop and talk to you-know-who. This is what I'm if saying. If you don't know Bangs, right, like, what? there's a word past a stalker slash fanatic slash whole appreciator slash number one fan of man like Idris Elba. I've never met someone who falls into all of those categories at once and all at the same time. Can't even that deny that. You. I can't if even someone deny it. can make this happen... Just just know you've made this woman happy for the rest of her days on Earth. Just throwing it out into the universe, you know. Just speak it into existence. Uh, just exactly. Speak into existence. Cold, hard cash, luxury holiday, or Idris Elba. One of those three. Simple. That's obtainable. I mean, if you can't get me one of those three things, I'll settle for some cake. But, you know, just let's aim big is all I'm saying. Let's, let's aim big. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel good about that. Yeah. I feel good. Uh, um, what do you want to call bullshit on this week? Man. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... This comes with a disclaimer. 
having worked in retail, as we all probably have, having had a bad day and gone into my retail job, as you probably have. Mm-hmm. But that is no excuse, none whatsoever, to take that out on the customer. Oh. Shit. On people who work in retail and clearly give no fucks about you or want to entertain you in this thing called customer service. Like, why are you or, in this job? For at least one minute and 25 seconds of our interaction in the day. Now, like I said, worked in retail. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you're like, throw all the paper up into the air and the receipts and bun what you want to ask me. But you have to put on a face. Like, if you're going to be in that role and it's customer facing and you've got up to go into work today, lie, people. Exactly. Put the facade on. I just had a really bad interaction with someone this week. And I was just like, mm, A, your vibe is totally off. B, I asked a really simple question and I didn't need to get this attitude back. And it makes me feel like, I don't feel bad for coming to that person asking the question, but like, why are you here? Yeah. It makes me vex. It sets me off. Like, uh. why are you here? You're clearly vexed. You clearly don't want to interact with me and just giving me like this roll of eyes and short test answers. Like, I call bullshit on that. Like, don't, they, they, don't, I wouldn't say like, fuck it, maybe don't go into work. Just don't take it out on that customer. The person who just walked in to ask you something with your name badge on, that's not my fault, B. That is not my fault, you know? I feel you. That's a massive pet peeve of mine. Also, because I do kind of live by that philosophy of like, listen, whatever you're doing with your life, do it to the best of your ability. I don't care if you're flipping burgers at McDonald's or if you're running Apple, like you just do that to the best of your ability. And yes, I know we've all worked like shitty retail jobs that we don't want to do. We're just trying to pay the rent or whatever. But while you're there, I feel like having a stank attitude is... You're making the situation worse for yourself. You're you know making I mean? it so much worse. Yeah. So much worse. You know, I've been in a retail job where I'm literally counting down the clock. Ooh, haven't we? For the all. time I get out, right? But that's still no excuse. And I think only, I say this also, like, it could just be purely retail or any customer service role. But I, I really try not to bring a negative attitude into the places where I work. Mm-hmm. It's important. I've possibly said this before. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve the people I'm around. It doesn't serve anybody. And it really, it, it, it shows um, when you're clearly not giving a flying fuck about who's around you, yeah. the vibes you're spreading, how angry you are. And you feel like you should impart that to other people, yeah. you know? And if someone who's just like, I, I just, I try not to do that. If I'm dealing with something, I try and, maybe that's a bad thing internally, but there's something to be said about just spreading that little vibe of negativity. You know, don't, don't bring it my way. Cause I'm trying to start my day positively. I'm trying to get through my day positively. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to end my day positively. This little interjection of your bullshit, I, I'm not here for. I feel you. I'm not here for. Also, so I want to say, for those people who are working in customer service, bear this in mind. You never know who you're going to be serving. That's what mm. I would always think when I was working in customer service, is like, you actually never know. Like, you might have just been really shitty to someone who, if you had the right attitude, you never know where they're working. They might have brought you in on something really exciting. You never right. know. You know what I mean? So I just think it just pays to as much as you can and sometimes as hard as it can be to be pleasant you you've got to just do it suck it up and do it there you go well that's me but um would you call bullshit on banks hmm ha <laughs> <laughs>
Funny you should say, Lamara, this week. <laughs> Talking about people who can't do the jobs right. <laughs> Settle in, friends, and listen to this little tale of woe, if you will. Oh. So, um. Run through the streets with a rosebank. Okay, for those of you who don't know, I'm studying to be a Pilates instructor at the moment. It's turned into quite rapidly the bane of my existence. It's harder than I ever thought it would be. So, as part of this, you have to study anatomy and physiology. My brain is not wired for science. My brain is wired for Drake lyrics. So, you know, I remember those. I don't remember things about, um, you know, the respiratory system and such like. It doesn't come naturally to me. So anyway, I've been studying away hardcore, like super hardcore for the past two months for this anatomy and physiology exam. Mm. Um, it was like an advanced level anatomy and physiology exam. This, I just want to say, this is the second time I sat it because I failed it the first time. So this is my resit. And I sat it last Saturday. And on Thursday this week, I get my results through. So I mm -hmm. get an email saying, congratulations, you've passed your anatomy and physiology exam. So I'm like, yes, get in because that shit was hard. Woo, feeling all proud of myself. That lasted approximately one minute, 39 seconds until I got a second email through that said, oops, uh, my bad. Ignore the last email. You, you didn't, you didn't pass. You failed. What? Who so, does that? Mate, I really wanted to email back and be like, well, you just failed my sending the correct email exam. So I don't know. We're even like, what the? Oh, no. Really? Oh, no. Bro, Face palm. You Face had palm. one job. Like, one job. <laughs> you literally had one job there. And like, how many with people, How many people are in the world with your full name? Not on. a lot. Come on. Like, I was distraught. I was like, <laughs> like the mockery, the level of mockery of that happening. Cool. Okay, I failed. Listen, I was pissed off for a solid 32 hours, right? Like just mad at myself, mad at the world. Oh, it's so annoying. I worked hard, it was bad. But mainly, like, can you, like, I'm just mad that people have not yet after, well, how long we had emails? I wanna say maybe 20 years and people still haven't mastered how to send a correct one to the correct person. No, no. I mean, shame, can I email and be that. like, listen, no backsies, bruv. You sent me, you, you told me I passed, I'm sticking with that. Yeah, you could have. I kind of want to say that. For one minute and 39 seconds of your life, you were totally elated, and the moment was that you passed. It usually have been like, uh, Trading Rights Description Act of the exam says <laughs> that the minute you officially <laughs> you know say, I, mean? I passed, well, damn it, I yeah. passed. I mean, you should have gone with your initial feeling if you feel I passed. Like, let's just... <laughs> come on! So anyway, I failed oh, the exam, God. whatever. I mean... Now I'm going to have to reset it again. Do it again. But, you know, that, all that means, spinning this round into a positive, is that, first of all, when I do eventually pass this shit, I am going to be the most qualified Pilates instructor in the history of the world. So mm -hmm. come see me, innit? Come see me right. when, uh, when I've qualified, because I'm just going to, I will Pilates the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That Yo. is right. If that's even a thing that's possible to do, well, I'm I imagining shall be it. Doing and it. I c if anyone could do it, Banks, you could do it. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. 
So yeah, that's what I'm calling bullshit on. But um, what are you calling good shit on? Let's, let's get around to that. Let's turn that frown upside yeah, down. Let's do it. Um, so I calling good shit right on on people who randomly smile at you walking past or during your day. I like, love this. No, like this is my favorite thing. It's one of those things where I'm like, I will clutch my chest and be like, oh, I do it, but to get it back is something like. There's something maybe deep on how you just acknowledge people in different spaces that you can just say, hey, what's up? You good? You know, and I, I, I tweet a lot about, you know, the power of the POC head nod and whatnot. But there's something just about someone just being like, smile. Hey, how, you know, that, that, I, I get overly gassed when I see it happen. And maybe it's starting to happen more because the weather, you know, we're turning to spring outside here in New York. But someone just a smile and just turn your day upside and just make you feel like a little bit warm and fuzzy inside. Like, I love, I love that. I call good shit on that. And more people need to do that. And I think, you know, what we've been saying, like, from my bullshit to my good shit of how your mood affects other people mm. or what you, the vibes and the energy that you can spread, like, that little smile goes a long way. I've had it happen, like, five times this week. And i just sitting here thinking now, like, yeah. That's smiling good, back. That like, is a I feel good, good. Like, stranger smiley quota right there, five times right. in a week. That's right. good. And you know, the first time you're like, someone smiles at you, you're like, what am I wearing? Okay. Yeah. Have I got, you know, is there spinach stuck in my teeth? Yeah. If I was ever to wear a skirt, which is never going to happen, <laughs> is that stuck um, in my underwear? Or some, you know, you think, think a little bit of the negative first, but then when you're just like a simple smile, I'm like, yeah cool right back at you let's all have a good day let's keep doing that to people like I challenge anyone to smile at a stranger um, and not think of it in a negative way but just smile at a stranger yeah Yeah, that's my good shit such a mood lifter I love that right what about you Bax um my good shit this week is meditation Mm. it's like a new thing that I've discovered Uh, (laughs) um no it's a thing that's been around for quite some time I understand but it's new to me um I always kind of thought that I was not the type of person who could get into meditation or whatever and Mm. I mean you know it's not like I've just gone to India and done all of that shit um but I went to my second meditation class today and I'm really digging the vibes like um, I'm quite proud of myself that I push myself to go into a space that I'm not necessarily all the way comfortable with in terms of just trying something new. Um, mm-hmm. I find meditation's a bit kind of like, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing, a bit awkward. Um, but I'm really um, pleased with it. Like, I feel like I, you know, I'm, I kind of today understood its relevance and importance and why people practice it and why it's an important part of people's lives. I think I'm kind of starting to understand that a bit more and its benefits and all of that. So yeah, I'm calling good shit on that because I'm just really pleased that I did it and um, and I want to keep trying to do it some more. I don't know if I'm going to... Turn out to be a badass yogi? Yeah, I mean, I don't think... It's not something at this point that I can do by myself. Like these classes I'm going to are obviously kind of like guided meditation, which really mm-hmm. helps me because, you know, having somebody to kind of quite literally guide you through it um, is really useful. So I don't think it's one of those things that I'll just be able to like sit in my, well, not yet at least, sit in my house and just, you know, zen out. Um, but I'm, I've really enjoyed the experience the past couple of weeks of just trying something new and trying to get to grips with it. So I call good shit on that massively and I think that 
you know, I, I had started, shout out the Headspace app, actually. If you can get past the 10 days instructional um, where they're sitting and sitting, well, they're just simply talking you through how to meditate. But I totally relate to that in terms of, A, trying something new, um, but then also doing something to kind of alleviate you in to a certain capacity of your thoughts. Um, hi, my name's Lamara, aka I'm an overthinker for literally the past 27 years of my life so far. So anything that's going to tap me out of that or try to help me get out of that, I'm all for. I've heard meditation works, like people have been trying to get me into yoga. I went for a run for the second time in a week this morning. And halfway through, I was like, oh, my God, you're happy. Oh, my God, there's some good thoughts running around your brain right now. Like, anything that you can do. Um, I'm learning what we were just saying before was just, like, physical health is one thing, totally. But the reason I think I started running, I want to try and get back into it, is to alleviate me and give me good mental health or better mental health, you know? Mm. Um, so things like that where you're taking the time to work on you um, mentally and physically and kind of just get to grips with yourself, I'm I'm all for, all for. Yeah, man. Yeah. Me too. Cool. Brap, brap. Yeah. Oi. Yo, bangs. I think we're going to get into this one, right? Oh, God. Okay. I, I, I just... Oh, it, we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna do it. People, this is, you this got is the no BS guy to life. This is two brethren talking about things that go on in their personal day to day moments of inspiration, and this is something we've been trying to like tackle, or we probably talk about privately and now bring it to a public audience. It comes with a disclaimer, and. By no means am I saying I'm the authority on anything I have to say. This is my opinion. Part of it's going to be my experience, right? But no, let's go with the disclaimer. Go with the disclaimer, Banks. Because we're going to get, we might. Okay, yeah. people. Okay, basically, you got to buckle in for this discussion. You got to strap yourselves in. And some people may be offended by some of the issues that come up in this particular discussion. But we want you to know, me especially, that, um, that these are important conversations to have. And, and, and until we can have them freely and fully um, and in what, what we consider a safe space, <clears throat> we're not really going to be able to progress um, in any meaningful way. I think I, we kind of just need to get into it, really, to, in order for people to understand why we're giving that disclaimer, right? Go. Okay. Go. What, hap what had happened was... So what had happened was, which is... Okay, so this little story I'm about to tell you is why um, Lamar and I initially had this conversation that we're going to oh, have today. Yeah, but also... So, like, let's go with the title of this week's show. <laughs> Before that, um, is uh, Fall Back, Don't Drag Me. Okay, go, go Banks. Go. Okay, so um, I gave a talk. I was asked to give a talk on International Women's <coughs> Day um, uh, by an organization. And the talk was, title of the talk was all to do with female entrepreneurship. It was celebrating women um, and how we feel, things that we've learned um, through, throughout our careers. 
so I gave the talk at this particular organization and it went down really well. And I decided to do a blog post about that experience, um, which kind of summarized the talk that I gave. And essentially, um, I gave kind of three main things um, that I'd learned along my career journey and just kind of summarized them in this blog post. And I kicked this blog post off by saying, dear women, owners of uteruses, kickers of various asses, blah, 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 you know, kind of a big kind of little bit of a call to arms type thing. And then went into my blog post with my three things that I've learned throughout my career. Um, and put that up on my blog. And I got two comments. Um, uno dos. Uno dos. Fairly quickly. One on the blog itself. One on the Facebook page for my blog. Um, and basically both said, um, basically like, cool story but not all people who identify as women have uteruses so sips tea to which my response was kind of like a big sigh and I, i didn't reply in comment form on my blog or on the Facebook page to that because I just feel it's too big a discussion and mm-hmm. it just ends up being entirely too messy and everything gets misinterpreted. But I kind of came, my starting point was just a big sigh and an eye roll, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wanted to be like, did, did you make it past line one or... Did you read the rest of the post or whatever? Um, the, one of the other, the other comment mentioned how um, the, organizer of the uh, organizers of the event had made a mistake in calling it a female entrepreneurship day because uh, f- the term female may not include all women um, or something like that, something. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't even... Yeah. Okay, so this is where... Listeners, I'm sure you can appreciate how delicate this is about to get and why I'm going to just wade in here and say I may offend some people. So here is my stance on that. Um, Basically, yes, I understand that, that perhaps all people who identify as women may not have uteruses. However, I don't think it's unfair or unreasonable to point out that the vast majority of us do. And while I am very pro-women, and if you want to identify as a woman, as a woman, jump on into the pool. The water is warm. I welcome everybody. However, you are not going to tell me that I, as a biologically born woman, cannot refer to my uterus in relation to my own womanhood and as a way to relate to other women. Now I can't bring up my uterus. Mm -hmm, I -hmm. can't talk about my womb. I can't talk about my breasts. I can't talk about things that I feel biologically and fundamentally make me a woman. I understand that that may not be the experience for everybody who identifies as a woman. And I'm also gonna point out here, I don't believe I've ever met a transgender person I do not understand their experience. And I think to pretend that I do, imply that I do, 
or voice an opinion online implying that I do is to do them a great disservice. I do think that people who are getting offended on behalf of the transgender community are doing them a disservice in a sense where it's like, I'm sure they are able to voice those opinions themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I think people who are transgender, it's a ve very complicated issue that I am okay with saying I don't fully understand. And I think the issue that the main issue that we're getting to today is like in the instance of this blog post that I wrote, sure, like I don't think the women who commented on it, um, be they biologically born women um, or transgender women, I don't know. Um, those people who commented on it, I don't think they were necessarily trying to take me down. I didn't feel attacked by those comments, but I did feel a bit like, okay. Where do you go with this? Where, like, what do you want me to... What, what do you want me to do? And mm -hmm. like... I remember, like, I've, I've sat with this in the context of what we're going to talk about and then when we initially talked about it, and I've just thought, like, at no point did you say explicitly all women, bracket, transgender women, you're not included. Right, exactly. Like, so to be dragged for that or commented on that, it's like not at one one point in anything did you say i'm not talking to you this post is not relevant to you exactly and i wonder and and this is where it gets tricky this is really where it gets tricky because there's a lot of things here to do with dare we say when you start the conflation of like race and gender right we're reducing the intersectionality of it all and how each merits each other and but are we pinning one above the other? And that's, that's, that's a whole nother, like, theoretical debate. But are we at the time where we've gone, political correctness gone too far? This is what right? I'm saying, yeah. How, are, are we there? Is that, is that a, good, a good place to start in that you didn't deny anyone else? You didn't explicitly say, this is not for you. For someone to clap back and drag you for saying, you didn't include me. Hold on, wait, I, I wasn't saying that. Do we get a, a chance of political correctness gone too far? Are we doing the, well, all people matter? Yes. All lives matter. When we're specifically talking about one thing. Now, I, you know, call me out if I'm making a very spurious link here, people. But how I then interpret it is like when you try and advocate something of your experience, right? And something you've personally dealt with as I like into the Black Lives Matter movement and you get the backlash of, well, hold on, wait, all lives matter. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 Stop, 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 stop. Yes. That's, that's not the issue at hand here. That's not what we're discussing. Right. You're talking about further marginalising a group of peer, people by saying all lives matter over black lives matter. And that's never mm. where this discussion was meant to be. Let us have our space. Let us talk about our experience. Yeah. Then you get into the lived experience. Now, this is thus where it gets tricky. There's something to be said about that and how you negate the world through your own personal experience of things that have happened to you, how you live and what you do. I live my life on very, on very many different tangents, but one of the things I can never 
not shake from my focus of the world is a, a, a point of view of a person of colour. That's me, yeah. right? And there's certain things I'm going to experience as a person of colour that somebody might not experience. I feel I have the right to say that and share that in public audiences. People who know me know I talk a lot about race. In more often years than not, because it's really become a stumbling block of a lot of people and the conversations we have. A, we need to have these conversations, but B, understand it's my experience. I'm not speaking or taking up the mantle for 25 other million black people all around the world, right? It's something innately to do with me. Understand that. You were talking about your experience. How are you going to drag someone for their experience, right? And it gets really, really tricky because, and if you can relate all this back to, as someone who deals with living a certain experience, when people come at you with bullshit, with a certain level of maybe not understanding where you're coming from, rather than trying to gauge a better, larger conversation and not letting you do that, you assess it from the point of, are you being ignorant or are you being innocent with me? Right. And that's a really tricky, tricky debate to internally always be having yeah so are you approaching me with pure utter ignorance or you're actually asking an innocent question yeah in your case dare I say there was a point there maybe but I don't think they were coming at it from a position of ignorance I mean innocence I, sorry I if think any of that made sense and I think completely but I also think there's a degree of kind of political correctness one-upmanship happening that right. I see a lot right. online now where it's kind of like to me that those comments on that particular piece I'm talking about almost seemed like a preemptive strike of like I mean that that's obviously that's not where I was going at all with the piece and as you said I, I'm never gonna write a piece opening up like that and as you say just putting in brackets like uh, except transgender women not at all. That, that wasn't the that thing. That was not the thing at all. And while I appreciate them making that point, absolutely. First of all, on their part, they're making an assumption about me that I'm not aware of that. So you're kind of implying that I'm stupid. So mm. I'm aware that perhaps, yeah, you know, perhaps transgender women may not have uteruses or all people who identify as women may not have uteruses uteruses, uteruses, who knows, uteri, what do you say? Um, but so I, I get that, but I mean, and at least I'm willing to say that this is an issue that I don't fully understand, you know? And, and, that, that, and that's the thing, and that's the thing. It's like, um, okay, whoa, where are we here? Yeah, like how did, that, that was my how, thing, like how did we get here? Like, what, And I, I think don't... in the comments, it's like nothing which, offers you a chance to have a good discussion about it after you can't you know? have it you can't have it online because and this is this is the issue or, or is like you? i don't think you can i don't think you can because in the context of those people who made those comments i do think it was coming from a place of kind of pc one-upmanship of like uh you know i'm a great ally and so i'm gonna just check you for that comment because it was kind of wrong you know what i mean i think there's nothing I could have said. I can't then come online and be like, okay, yeah, but here's my point. You're not going to tell me I can't reference my uterus in relation to my womanhood. Then 
I guess they would have come at me saying, well, I'm a bigot and I'm trying to exclude people and et cetera, et cetera. And it just kind of, I, it, my experience, not that I participate in those kind of discussion, discussions online for that very reason, but you see them happening all the time online where yeah. nobody yeah. listens, nobody listens. And this is part of my issue is that I'm willing to come forward and say, I do not fully understand transgender issues. I don't need to fully understand it though to accept it. I'm, mm. you know, if you want to identify as a woman, have at it, come on in. I'm not ever gonna discriminate against someone on that basis, but do I understand the transgender journey? Absolutely not. I, ca I can't relate to it. It's not my experience, but yeah. I do everything I can to try and learn and understand and help me get it so I can be a good ally. I'm coming from that position, right? But yeah. my, my issue is when instances like that happen with those commenting things, if I can't say, if I literally can't utter a sentence without yeah. someone jumping down my throat, where do we then go? Where yeah. is the forum for open and honest conversation? Where can I then learn? Where can I have these conversations that we need to have in order for us all to reach that point of understanding and acceptance? Where can we go? I get really concerned when I see people who are asking kind of, you know, honest and open questions online, getting constantly shut down by the PC police. Um, yeah. When, it, it it just kind of negates even having a conversation and it's like, but, but we and, need and, to have them, you know? We need to, we need to, we need to, most definitely. And I think this is the thing about getting dragged, particularly for your experience, right? And your, your innocence of just saying, hey, this personally relates to me. Yeah. And, and then getting a million clapbacks. Like a mate of mine wrote a brilliant piece actually for, for ID magazine recently and talking about being a light passing person of color right google it find it read it it's great and i was like i could totally get it i appreciated it a not only because it's my mate but it was a well written and thought out article and just saying hey this is my experience guys like putting it out there the level of draggage was unreal mm. and really really not called for what are you meant to do if you're trying to communicate a, a, a touch point which is it's directly connecting to you, right? It totally comes from a good place, but it's very, very personal to your experience as a person, how you navigate the world. And someone's going to be like, uh, no, stop. Political correctness gone too far, mm -hmm. one-upment shit, and all this. And I think also we're living in this time, right, where a lot to be said of the, the Twitterati and the Twitter elite. Mm. People who just, like, this comes at you, this comes at you, you can't do this, you can't say that. Like, I'm going to assert my mode of belief over your personal experience because that's what I think is right. And because and that's just, how we're supposed to act as a society Yeah, now. and I just, I wince at that because where's where's the space for discussion? And I know, like, what well, you know, these aren't easy things to talk about. There's some things that you, you just can't, but that's why I said, like, are you coming at people or are you receiving this with a position of ignorance or position of innocence? Innocence prompts more discussions, right? I may not like how someone had asked me something, but okay, let me assess your innocence, right? Let's now have an open-ended conversation about that. I don't see it as my role. And, you know, 
particularly going to re- relate it back to uh, to race as being the spokesperson or my then philosophy or what I share with you and what I say about my personal experience should be the only viewpoint and perspective of blackness that you dare have and take onto the world. But we've had a dialogue. Or are you completely ignorant and you don't want to learn or you don't want to listen and you want to shut down this conversation? It gets harder and harder and harder to navigate these types of conversations and drag people for no good reason. And it's just, it's really frustrating. At what end do we stop? At what end do we just sit back and be like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, it's a really, really tricky and tenuous thing. And I don't want to, to a certain extent, stop having those conversations. I think they just need to be more fruitful and more open for more perspectives and more people need to listen first i don't think there's a lot of listening going on there's a lot of clap backing going on it's for the sake of it everybody's on the defensive sake of it everybody's on the defensive for and before anything has even been said i feel like everybody's got walls up everybody's guarded everybody is ready to clap back at something and Um, there's things that you need to i'm look i love a good clap of course of course yes Yes, yes, yes. When, I it's, love it when it's needed, when it's I'm here for it. And when it's needed, yeah. do you know what I mean? But there's some things where it's just like, particularly with shit, like, call me out, people. Our, our understanding, um, I would say, I've always been attuned to understanding the different fluctuations of gender, right? Gender for me and how I see it is very much as a performance, there is the biological, your X and Ys and whatever, but there's what you do with it and what you make it your own. Moving on into something like transgender rights is very new to me, extremely new to me. So I hold my hands up for being like, I may need a bit of education here, guys. Babe, this is what I'm saying. Like, can we get a bit of time? This is ten, a relatively right, new right. thing in the culture. I like, I get it that it's been going on for centuries for some people, but for the culture in general, it's it relatively is, new. You know, can we get a second it, to get our heads around it, please? And there's some great articles on this. Like, one I wanted to refer to, this, this, I think it's called The Transgender Tipping Point. You know, the rise of Laverne Cox, and props to her for being a beautiful, amazing eloquent and just badass woman like I totally totally mess with her in that way but in her coming through and then Caitlyn Jenner and then we hear of you know the really terrible tragic things of trans people being murdered and how many have we got this year but I think it's it's fair to say you know and I am erring on caution it's a fairly new thing not a phenomenon I don't want to sensationalize it but it's a fairly new thing for people to get their heads around to see it in the public sphere I'm not saying it hasn't been going on for years but for it to now be a national point and talking point of conversation but this is this is where I I'm completely with you. And this is where it kind of becomes a bit of a sticking point for me because, it, as you said, it is somewhat, rel- quote-unquote, relatively new in yeah, terms of us main- in the culture. It's trending. It's mainstream. But, it's popping. Like- and I get that, obviously, for, the, for transgender people, they are living this experience, so it does not feel new to them at all. But in terms of it being part of the cultural conversation where it's being discussed openly really quite new 
right? Um, I don't recall when I was a kid, this kind of thing ever being discussed. Even when I was a teenager, I don't recall ever being aware of transgender people. I don't, and that, that I know that sounds mad ignorant, but I don't recall it ever being a thing like well, that was talked it's about. Not, it's not like it's, and this is where this is the thing. Like, is it? It's not necessarily it's ignorant. It's just. But the thing is, where it's, it's not something you you've have accounted where other people could say like, and that's where maybe an issue of race comes in. Like, how do you not like you see it daily? Clearly, come yeah, on yeah, now. Yeah. This is a yeah. this is a it's the conversation embedded in a lot of fabric of nations. Yeah. Like, do you do you get that? But in understanding, I think that to just bring it back to that fluctuation of of, of gender, like to to me, understanding gender is what I know. It's been performative. All the other, you know, Jesus, what? Let's bring in the McKinsey scale here. Let's talk about the LG and the B before you then get to the T. Like that tick off is a given. Like this is fucking new. Yeah, and completely. I think I've then been, as as I read and as I I try to gain an understanding and and try and be present in conversations, um, to a certain extent of of what it means and what it is, and then. How can then you turn yourself into a better ally, like you were saying Absolutely. earlier? You err on cur- caution for being fucking dragged for like seeming ignorant, and you're not. That's you're the not, thing. You're trying to you're find not, out. You're like, not. You're not. You're sitting there like, bro, blood. Like, like, like exactly. Like I'm here. I'm trying to I'm learn. Here. But can try, I get a second? Can I, I get a second to get I my head around it. it? I just think I it's kind it. of you know, Caitlyn Jenner came out, and then. We're all expected to understand transgender politics and, um, you know, transgender issues. We're, as a society, it's like, okay, Caitlyn Jenner's here. We're meant to get it now. And I think if you express any sort of opinion or you take any kind of misstep in a sentence, well, then um, you're transphobic. Well, no, actually, I'm just, can I get a second to try and get my head around it and understand it so that I can become a good ally? You know what I mean? And, and this applies to a lot of things. Yeah. I think this applies to a lot of things. And I'm all for conversation. You know, I'm all for the the sticky, icky conversations, the fucking uncomfortable ones. Where You've you know what, like You have to confront your inherent biases, mm-hmm. you know, well, a few fe- feathers have to get ruffled and we need to have a talk about these things because there's a point at which you don't, that you uh, you miss the, the point of, education is the wrong word, but you miss the point of interaction and you go off into your separate spheres again and you just live out the bullshit. You just live out the bullshit. But in how conversations are about these really tricky things and it could be everything like are we creating a space an environment are we leaving innocence open here to have a full-on dialogue right for someone to throw their hands up and be like yo man don't really know all this but I'm prepared to understand it. Girl, you know? that and is I think it right there. It's in the conversation because, you know, I could read 20 million think pieces and still not have a fucking clue right. until I talk to someone. Right. But I I, I don't want to be kicked back down for not knowing. Thank I understand you. also when it's not my place in a conversation to say everything. Completely. But And this is, I think this brings it back to like our negotiation of political correctness or just really un- uncomfortable fucking conversations on how we're navigating this as people. Like, I 
man, tell me if I sound like a broken record, but to me, it's like this innocence and this ignorance. Like, I will take the question, I will assess it, and then I'll be like, where are you coming at it? But there's been a certain amount of times in my life where people have asked me questions about race where I've just had to be like, huh, all right, let's talk. Let's talk. Not that my voice is the sole voice, but I'm in promoting and trying to have an open dialogue as best as I can, right? To bring that person in a little bit and then for me to learn something in return. Like, you don't get far without talking about shit. And there's a lot of things coming to the surface in the world today, in our society today. A lot of shit's getting checked. A lot of people are getting a clap back. Like, there's global issues there's points of difference everywhere right and that thought is coming out but we need to be very cognizant about those conversations we're having around them to make sure not so much people feel safe I see where there's a reason where that doesn't work but that space of conversation voices can be heard you know and maybe it applies in some places and it doesn't in the other but can we talk about this space like I, I remember a professor telling me, like, a student dragged her for not having um, trans rights on the syllabus. And she was like, hold the fuck up. Like, wait, 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 wait. Why, why? Like, I get it. I get why it's needed. But in what we've arranged for 12 weeks of a course, why are we just going to throw that in there? Like, do I know about the scholarship in itself to put that in there? Because you're going to be looking at me to answers and I might not have them answers. Like... If you can hear the exasperation in my voice, it's because it's a whirlwind of a discussion, people. And at one sense, I'm like, Lamar, go down here and say this, but then, you know, you've got to check yourself with that and bring it back to that. Like, it's hard. Do you understand how hard this is to be having these conversations about how we can do this, but you know? Part of the thing is... Bruv, did that make any sense? No, it completely <laughs> did. And, you know, me and you talk on these kind of levels all the time. All the but, time. And, which is, and I'm so glad that we do. Um, on on and away from podcast but um part of my thing is just the importance of having those conversations and being open to those conversations and the unfortunately the culture online now if someone is to kind of innocently ask a question or make a misstep in the way that they phrase something and then they're deemed to be transphobic or racist or whatever the case may be because they tried to start a conversation or be involved in a conversation or just simply ask a fucking question and they got dragged online for it, well, then what do you think that does for that person? Mm -hmm. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, do you think they're then going to be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to continue to keep trying to have this conversation elsewhere. I just want to get answers and try and be a bit more open-minded. No, 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 no. They're going to retreat back into themselves. They're going to reinforce the view that they have that may have been at one point, a little bit ignorant, but if they'd have been able to have that conversation, their yeah. mind could have been opened a little bit. But no, yeah. now they're going to regress into themselves and whatever that little belief was is going to grow. And then you're going to end up with Trump supporters. Right. Oh, <laughs> but, do you know what I'm saying? Like, but, extreme what, example, know, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Just, to what you just oh, God, I know what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> to what you just said, sorry, like, I, I reminded yesterday... Um, I listened to a podcast, man, podcasts are life, not even just ours, no. but like, it's how I'd rather listen to a podcast than be left alone with my thoughts sometimes. Mm. And there's a brilliant one called Love and Radio. And oh, the latest episode, yeah, um, it's called The Silver Dollar. 
Um, and I'm just going to read the blurb. The blurb is now one sentence, so I'm going to make up the rest of it. <laughs> um, it's a story of Daryl Davis, who's a musician, a piano player of some sort. Um, I'm not too sure in which American city he's located. But oh my god, he... I listened to this this week. Sorry, did you it's listen just, to that? Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> just as soon as you said it, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I did listen to that. Piano it's so dancer. good. It's so, so good. So it's a piano player, and he plays a particular type of, dare I say, jazz or folk or something. I I wasn't really attuned to what the type of music he was playing, but he's in a bar with his band, and a guy comes up to him, and he was like, I haven't heard. Um, you're the best black person I've ever heard played the piano that way since Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, disclaimer, I have no idea who Jerry Lee Lewis is. Don't drag me. Send me a nice relevant link of music to listen to. Um, but he was like, what do you mean? It's like, you know, because black people never play that type of music. And the that guy, Daryl, was saying, actually, Jerry Lee Lewis l- learned this style of music from uh, black musicians in the South. And he, I know him. He's a personal friend of mine. And he said that. But the main point here was is that the guy he was talking to turned out to be a member of the KKK, right? So at that point, I was like, nah, fam, I'm done. Like, drop me off. But Daryl, I mean, because in my world, I cannot fathom that interaction, but whatever. Um, But Daryl was like talking to this guy. The guy pulls out his clan card. He exchanges numbers. He's like, anytime you're in this part of town and you're playing, I'd love to listen to you. And I'm just like, mm, you're bugging. But the guy then went on, and, and this is the thing, like he's friends with, um, at the time, members and Grand High Wizards of the KKK who are now have left the organization. His thing was, how can they judge me if they don't know me? And I'm trying to relate that back to the last point, um, you were just talking about how can these people say all these things about me and and you know tarnish me with this brush if they've never had the privilege of having a conversation with me and that's where like it's a really interesting podcast and I urge everyone to listen to it it's a very very interesting episode but that's where he had got to like if you're not gonna have this conversation with me and you're gonna go on centuries of things and indoctrinated um racism, xenophobia, downright critical and tarnishing stereotypes of what you think I am, and you're not going to have that conversation with me, I'm going to bring that conversation to you. And he did numerous times over. And it, yeah, it gets weirder, but that, that's just, that's the, my point of, of having that conversation. Props to him for feeling brave enough to do that. Like I said, drop man out. But there's something to be said there about just promoting the conversation so that, God, both sides can listen and learn. And if that's too idealistic, then fuck it. Like, but there's something there in that. I think there's a worth in that, you know? Man, I just think that's your responsibility as a human. To be a, to be a well-rounded person involves conversation it involves sometimes hearing some shit you maybe don't want to hear it involves different points of view and just entertaining that you might decide you don't agree with it cool but at least you heard it out um i read a really great piece a while ago that was doing the rounds online um i'll have to try and dig it out and i'll post the link eventually somewhere i want to say it was like time magazine or someone did this really great piece about kind of how university students at the moment of being basically kind of babied 
Um, there was like this big uproar, some university in the States, oh. somebody, somebody was going to speak at the university and all these students protested because this person basically had a view that they did not agree with. And it's like the university were a bit like, eh, well, that's life though sometimes. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like that's mm. life that you're going to have to hear some opinions that you might not want to hear. Um, and in classes some, uh, in some American universities now, I guess, um, students are requesting that certain issues are not covered. Um, everything comes with a trigger warning now, which I think trigger warnings are bullshit. Sorry, I do. Um, because again, that's not life. You are going to not, you know, you're going to encounter situations in life. You don't always get a warning beforehand. And it's not a good way to deal with whatever issue you're going through to think that you can just put all these walls up and think, oh, I, you know, I'm going to protect myself from that. And no one's ever allowed to discuss said things within my presence. That is bullshit. Um, and it's about kind of um, and if those especially this is within the context of American universities, this particular piece, um, if those um quote unquote rights of the students are tread on even in the slightest bit um there's lawsuits flying about there's mm. kind of you know protests here and there and everywhere and it's like all these kind of what they're calling microaggressions um about these potentially kind of minor issues but every it's like everybody wants to be offended by something when actually can we just have a conversation first before you then you can decide if it's actually offensive with with microaggressions though, like having experienced them on the on the regs, like miss me out of that. Like I will clap back. Like are you yeah. is that microaggression? Like oh, yeah, come at me. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I I I totally hear what you're saying. Like spaces for conversations are like vitally vitally important. And I think, but especially gets... sorry, just to continue my point. About, I'm sorry, just while while I have the thread. Hold on, fall back. <laughs> no, Hold on. sorry, sorry, just while I uh, have the thread. Uh, sorry, but cool, but right. within American universities, that's happening, and then these students graduate, and they're going to go into the workplace where it's like, mm, baby girl, you don't get coddled like that. People are going to have opinions that you don't like and you're not going to get to protest it at the workplace. Like, do you know what I'm saying? You have to be able to ag agree to disagree with people. You have to be able to hear people out. That is life. And I think it's really, really concerning when educational institutions are entertaining that level of bullshit and mollycoddling um, these young people into believing, oh, yeah, that's OK, actually. Oh, you don't want to hear about that? Cool, we'll take it off the syllabus. Bullshit. You'll listen to it. That's not, not life. World. You'll listen to it and digest it. And then and only then, if you decide that it is a thing that you do not agree with, cannot stand by, want nothing to do with, cool. If after you've listened to it, you can decide that. But don't be, you can't. As a, to be a well-rounded human, you absolutely cannot take that stance on things in life. Hence why when that thing happened to me, I was like, I mean, yeah, I sighed and I eye rolled. But I was like, okay, let me take a step back and think, did I actually make a misstep there? And I've concluded, no, I don't think I did because yeah, I was coming from a genuine place. But like, I'm open to the conversation. Did I something you know? wrong? Right. Did I? Right. No. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. But my point is, I understand, I appreciate where these commenters were coming from. I appreciate yes. the sentiment of like, cool, I love that you're here for transgender rights and you're here for inclusion and all of that. Me too. Me too. And... I'm not going to apologize for an affront 
that I don't feel I intentionally made, right? You took it that way. Right. I don't feel it was not intended that way from me. So please don't try and tell me my intention because you don't know it. Please don't try and tell me that I was out to offend people with that because I wasn't. You weren't. Please don't try and tell me how I am allowed to define my own womanhood. Please do not. And, and that's, oh, so there's, that's, that's brilliant. Um, and I'm looking at this article. I'm I, I just going to, I would implore people to read it. It's called What Makes a Woman by Eleanor Burkett. And it's on the New York Times. And she kind of, she's saying what you're saying, like my womanhood and who gets a right uh, to talk about that, to define that. Particularly, it's a it's in reference to something that Caitlyn Jenner had said. Um, and I wonder if, oh, can I, should I read this line? Do it, please. Shall I go on then? I'm just wanna. It, it's it's bars upon bars of beautifulness, um, but there's this something keeps sticking out to me here, right? And it's like she's saying, sorry, I'm literally scanning the article, trying <laughs> to figure out what to say because there's so many brilliant lines. Yeah. But something is like their truth is not my truth. Their female identities are not my female identities. They haven't traveled through the world as a woman and been shaped by all that this entails. And that was directly as a clapback like to to Catelyn. But again, it reiterates to me the the experience here, right? And how you go about talking about your own yeah. and whether or not you have the right or not to to get dragged for that. Mm. Um yeah sorry I probably did that article a little bit of disservice I would implore everyone to go and um read it um because I just think it in in reference to what we're talking about and Bangs's last point it really does hit hit the nail on the head there uh yeah there's mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you want to expound on that but I I do but I'll save one will save it for another time um one will save it for another time if that's okay that's fair enough yeah yeah i think uh, did we have we covered everything we wanted to cover i feel like we have like you have no idea so i'm gonna tell them like last week when we were doing um you gotta do the work you gotta put the rotted work in an hour and a half before we got to that we were talking about this and we were like do we do it in the cool bullshit segment? How are we going to touch this, bruv? Like, people are going to drag us for this. But then we've just realised, like, in the essence of the No BS Guide to Life and, like, what we set ourselves as up to be, it's just, like, we just have frank, honest fucking conversations between each other. Like, that's what me and you do. Yeah. And this is one of those things where I came in and I was like, I don't get it to a certain extent as well. Like the education on it that I'm missing, I'm not denying it. Mm. That's the whole way we started this out, right? We're not denying it, but there's some more things I need to know in order to have all the information, the arsenal of information at my hands, right? Did I ever feel scared or a bit apprehensive as to raising that hand up? Yes, because you know the reaction people are going to give you. Yeah. So, like, this is conversation that we've had between ourselves, erring on, like, how how do we talk about this amongst ourselves? But realising that if we just have this conversation between ourselves, we're locking out a vast amount of opinion. People from an experience of where it matters who can 
tell us or teach us or show us or mm. let us in on a thing or two, right? And this is what I'm talking about, really about conversation. Like, it's nothing if it just stays between me and her. Yeah. Right? Where is that other voice gonna gonna come in? Um, and I totally think, like, on one sense, I'm not here for, like, let's be as brave as my man Daryl and go and sit across the table from the KKK and let's, it's not all kumbaya, let's go up yeah, on, you yeah, know, yeah. hand in hand and, and, and ring-a-ding a rosy around the park. But, 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 there's the space for conversation. There's some things which just allow a li- little bit more recognition of your own personal experience and then the allowance of someone else's to come in to just have this dialogue right and I think the especially if it's coming from a position of innocence that's what I would say yeah I think that um you know kind of premature clapbacks and things um are preventative they prevent people from having difficult conversations you know I think while the internet is wonderful and used to be a place where people could have that in the age of innocence on the internet. But unfortunately, we have reached that place where um, it's everything, everything's an argument, everything's litigious, everything can get you in trouble. Ooh, brilliant. Um, I think, you know, the, all of these kind, you know, those commenters were preemptive strikes against kind of anything that may have come up from me not mentioning or supposedly being inclusive of transgender women within that post that I wrote. Um, And I think going in there with that kind of like, wait, let me stop you there um, because this, 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 and this. Well, actually, no, don't stop me. That shuts us down. down. You're you're avoiding having a difficult conversation, right? So I think the final point that I would want to make here is A, Surround yourself with open-minded people who are willing to get into conversations with you, who are willing to engage a dialogue. Um, Be open-minded in yourself. As I've said numerous times throughout this podcast, I do not know or understand everything that there is to know about transgender rights, but I'm here for it. I want to understand. I want to be a good ally. I want to be inclusive in my life, in my work and everything else. So I'm open to it. I want to have those conversations. Educate me. Help me understand. That's the point of view that I come from in many things in life that I don't know about, right? And I think that's healthy. I don't want to be shot down for asking questions, right? And I just think the internet is a place that many of us go to to try and find answers. And I think it's the responsibility of all of us to be able to engage in a good and healthy dialogue about whatever comes up, you know? Just be open-minded, and listen, or you end up like a Trump supporter. <laughs> I think everything in life <laughs> reverts to, and you're going to be a Trump supporter. Do you want to be a Trump supporter? Like, I mean, didn't take the trash out, you're going to be a Trump supporter. You're going to be a Trump supporter. You know, That's what that leads to, Didn't file to, taxes on time, man's going to be a Trump supporter. That's, oh, the, the threat of that is real. Pretty prepared yeah, for when I immigrate back, people. <laughs> respects me and brings me back with open arms. But yeah, like, no, nah, cosign, cosign everything you said there. Like, there's... There is a space for good, well-intentioned conversation, people. Yes, that's all we're trying that, to say. That that's it. That that's my takeaway. There is that space. There is that possibility of 
having the time to understand someone else's experience, knowing your place in talking about it, but just having that conversation. And stop you... getting preemptively offended and stop getting offended on other people's behalves. Everybody has their own agency. Everybody, could, you're taking people's agency away from them in getting offended on their behalf. Like, stop being offended prematurely yourself. Stop being offended on behalf of other people. Open your fucking mind. Have a fucking conversation. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know why I got, I got really aggressive at the end. Man, I'm sorry. Do you, do you, yeah, yeah. I do feel strongly about that, though. I think that's what is kind of preventing a lot of conversations happening as well. It's like everybody wants to be offended by some shit. Well, actually, if you just listened, you might find that really you don't. There's nothing for you to be offended by within a certain conversation. Sometimes there isn't. Like with some, what you were, you know, with what you were saying, I didn't think anyone should be offended by that. Mm. Like there's gonna be there's gonna be times where there's some real uncomfortable shit that we sure. all have through, and no one's gonna like it, and this is what's gonna have to be said. Sure. But Purely comes from a position of innocence, blood, fall back, don't yeah. drag me. Recognize what it is. Done. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I feel like I need a massage or something now. <sighs> okay, yeah. well, well, high five to us for tackling high that because that was like a difficult conversation, man. But we had it. At least we had it. <laughs> So, yeah. listeners, I hope that you this week will have some difficult conversations or that you'll at least be, like, open to having difficult conversations, you know? I think that's the only point that we wanted to make, really. It just took us yeah. An, hour, yeah. an hour and four minutes yeah. to make if, it. But... Yeah, if that's it, that's it. That's the takeaway. Yeah. Um, um, do you have any words to live by this week? Oh, my God. You go first. Sure, because you haven't thought of any. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will um, draw for my um, people. Let me ask you, do you, um, I am a paper diary type of person. Um, I can't do all that um, Google Calendar BS. Um, so I do still have a paper diary that I write in um, yeah. and keep all my appointments in. And my preferred paper diary of choice is one that's called Passion Planner. If you don't know about it, get to know about it. It's amazing. You can pre-order yours for 2017 pretty soon, I'm sure. Anyway, um, I won't go into how wonderful it is. Just Google that shit in it. But anyway, they have these kind of phrases on each um, at the beginning of each week. So mm -hmm. here's the one that was at um, the beginning of this week just gone, um, which is a quote from Leonardo da Vinci, no less, which said um, it had long since come to my attention that people of accomplishment rarely sat back and let things happen to them. They went out and happened to things. So, I hope that you all go and happen to some shit this week. I'm going to happen to all sorts of shit this week. Happen. Um, I got some words. Do it. <laughs> we'll talk. What did you just um, Google? What did you just Google right now? No, I meant it as like. <laughs> no, kidding. No, no, no. It's not something I Googled. So, I, I do this thing where. If I'm having a dope conversation with a friend, um, I will probably write down the notes of the conversation when they drop bars. I'm like, mm, mm. think on that, Lamar. Let that marinade come back to that. And it's it's a conversation I have a mate this week. And one of the things that came up was where you make your mistakes, that's where you learn the most. 
um personally holding on to that not everything is perfect there's a lot to be said as we said last week in putting the work in and trying and and getting through all those frustration points to before the product um being afraid to mess up and not can kind of stop you and prohibit you from trying right but where you have those mistakes and where everything's not perfect is actually where the real work and, and all, all that good stuff is. So that would be my um, words of wisdom. Next week, I will totally prepare a bit better. <laughs> I feel like those were good ones for, for an unprepared um, for words unprepared. of wisdom. Because man just always surrounded themselves with people that drop the bars of wisdom and like you talk that good talk. Mm. Um, do that for yourself, people. Um, have them conversations. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, done, bruv. Wicked. All right, where can people find you online? They can find me back on Twitter. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, okay. If we stop the strike, is the strike over? Jeez. No, I was, I was, I was, I had to pull back. I had <laughs> to pull back um, because I was working on something. And so you can find me on Twitter at Lemel underscore P send me articles send me good stuff send me things you think i should be reading um you can also find me on medium i write occasionally um and that's the same at underscore no shame at lemel p um is my medium those are the only two things you can find me on Fabulous. what about you i know um, your i know yours already bangs is all over it First of all, I would just like to say Lamara is probably not going to big herself up, but she wrote a really great piece on Medium this week about South by Southwest, and I think you should all read it because it's really great. Um, so well done, <laughs> Boo, because it's really good. Um, you can find me online at Bangs in a Bun on all of your preferred social media channels um, and my website, bangsandabun.com. Guess what? What? Speaking of existence, we're going to have a website next week. Holla! Um... And we, but we've got an email already, right? Can people email us? Oh yeah, people can email us. <laughs> uh, oh. People, we want to hear from you. So yeah, um, email we'll us with your thoughts and anything you want us to talk about and discuss. Anything that you have to say on this week's episode, because we know it was a bit controversial. So um, yeah, holler at us. Um, Lamara yeah. is going to give us the email address now. I am, you know, because I surely don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I really <laughs> Oh god. I really think it's the no BS guide to life at gmail.com. Don't quote me, but we'll get it put up underneath like the audio and I'll tweet it out now yeah. on my Twitter and bangs or two. Yeah. But yeah, like ask us shit. Ask us shit if there's things you want us to talk about, if, the, yeah. if you've got comments or questions or concerns or yeah. anything about any particular episode. Um, yeah. and we'll read your comments out and shit on the, on the podcast. We'll do all let's, of that. Let's create a dialogue. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right, man. I'm out. We it's out. Easter. Happy Easter. Happy I've got Easter, to go, and, um, go pick, find some Easter eggs with my cousin. Do Peace. It. All right. Later, people. Till next Bye-bye. week. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 